first, we not only have normal or out of normal, we have also have something called optimal. So uh, we're trying to see whether uh, there is a way for you to become better even if you are just in the normal. Again, because normal is boring and everyone wants to be optimal. Uh, 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 our body is our uh, uh, best machine that we have and we really want to optimize it. And second, what we've done is because of that, we develop an optimal zone based on your age and gender and ethnicity, uh, based on the data from a peer-reviewed scientific publication and a big database that we have to try to find what is the optimal zone for each person. And then if you are out of the optimal zone, we'll give you a recommendation again of food, supplement, exercise, and lifestyle changes. What should you do in order to bring yourself into the optimal zone? Hi, I'm Pete McCall. And thank you for tuning in to this episode of the All About Fitness podcast. That voice you just heard is a guest for this episode, Dr. Gil Blander. Before I go into the full introduction for Dr. Blander, I am beyond excited to announce that Ageless Intensity, High Intensity Workouts to Slow the Aging Process, is now out and available for purchase. In the near future, there'll be a separate quick fit tip to cover what's in the book. And if you want to learn the workouts that can slow down aging, there's a link down below in the show notes. Now let's get back to the intro. You have a thermostat to measure the temperature of your house. You have a tachometer to measure how hard your car engine is working. And yes, we have heart rate monitors that can measure the intensity of exercise based on how fast the heart is beating. But are you really getting enough data for how your exercise and nutrition habits are affecting your body? If you make your health and fitness a priority, then you no doubt want to understand how the inside of your body is functioning as a result of your active lifestyle and healthy habits. Inside Tracker is a company that conducts blood testing to provide you with data about how effective your healthy lifestyle is for your body. The company's proprietary system is used by elite athletes who want to ensure that they are achieving the highest performance possible for their respective sports. An athlete will use Inside Tracker to determine his or her specific nutrition needs and will adjust accordingly. For years, I've been advising that you should train like an athlete, meaning working to achieve your optimal level of performance. A service like Inside Tracker allows you to make sure that your actions and choices are indeed improving your health. Here's the most exciting part. Their testing can provide you with an accurate estimate of your biological age. Your chronological age is your age since the time you were born. Your biological age is this age of all your systems, of your cells, of your organs. That's very important to understand that as we move forward in the aging process. My book, Ageless Intensity, teaches you how exercise and healthy choices can slow down the aging process. And a service like Inside Tracker allows you to quantify those results. This company first came to my attention a number of years ago when a good friend was a consultant with them. This might sound like an infomercial, but it's not. The purpose of the All About Fitness podcast is to help you learn how to use exercise to enhance your quality of life. Testing your blood for specific biomarkers allows you to do just that. And I'm running this interview now because my book, Ageless Intensity, teaches you the science of how exercise can slow down aging. Inside Tracker allows you to quantify that outcome. Dr. Gil Blander conducts research on the biology of the aging process and applies those discoveries into methods of detecting and preventing age-related conditions. He has a PhD in biology and completed his postdoctoral fellowship at MIT. 
He's been featured in the New York Times, Forbes, the Financial Times, the Boston Globe, and now this illustrious podcast. The mission of Inside Tracker is to help clients realize their potential for long, healthy, productive lives by optimizing their bodies from the inside out. Inside Tracker analyzes your biomarker data to provide a clear picture of what's going on inside your body, and the results are ultra-personalized, science-based recommendations for how to adjust nutrition, supplement intake, exercise, and lifestyle habits, along with a plan of action to track your progress towards your health and fitness goals. On this episode of All About Fitness, we'll learn all about the benefits of quantifying your fitness with Dr. Gil Blander, a founder and the chief science officer of Inside Tracker. Today on the All About Fitness podcast, we are here with Dr. Gil Blander, one of the founders of Inside Tracker. How are you doing today, Dr. Blander? Very well. How are you, Pete? I am doing wonderful. I, I really appreciate the opportunity to speak with you. As I mentioned before I hit record, um, a friend of mine worked with you for a, few, a couple of years, a number of years ago. So you guys have been on my radar for a while. Now, what exactly does Inside Tracker do? I know we're just getting started, but I figure why not give people a little overview of, of what your service does? Sure. We are a personalized nutrition platform. We're helping people to live longer, better life by understanding what's happening inside their body. So we are starting by uh, testing your blood, DNA, and also connecting your fitness tracker. And based on that, we're trying to understand uh, what's happening inside your body. Then we, we are giving you some insight of whether you have too high of this marker or too low of other marker. We also develop something that's called inner age that basically combine a lot of markers together and based on that can give you or tell you what is your biological age. And then we can give you some recommendation of what kind of food you should eat, what kind of exercise you should do more or less, what kind of supplement you should consume, and what kind of lifestyle changes you should do in order to uh, improve your performance. Oh man, that that sounds that that sounds like where we're going with with all this information, correct? Because we know that diet and nutrition plays an important role. Yet right now we don't really have a way to track that, do we? We don't have a way to monitor that. Correct. So I I would argue that we have, and it's called Insta Tracker. But yeah, before Insta Tracker, we haven't had something like that. And uh, I think that uh, especially post COVID, uh, or Hopefully we are post-COVID, now we have the Delta variant that uh, might uh, make us uh, back into the COVID era, hopefully not. Um, our, the population understand that uh, uh, prevention is as important as treatment of disease. Maybe it's more important. And the Insta Tracker is a tool that allows you to find what uh, issue you have when they are small and allow you to treat them with a, a natural and simple intervention, food, supplement, exercise, lifestyle changes, and hopefully then prevent you from becoming sick and hopefully allowing you to uh, live longer, better life. No, that's good. And see, I think that's very important because as I was looking through, as I was going through these questions and preparing for this conversation, I, I noticed that we're about the same age. We're about, and we don't need to, I'm 49, whether or not you're older or younger than me, we don't really need to. A bit older, but not too much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but but the where I was going with this is you. If you and I go to the doctor, we go for our annual checkup, we go for our annual physical. What what kind of information do the doctors give us? 
And why, what can we do with that information? Yeah, so when you do an annual uh, checkup, and I'm sure that uh, you and uh, all of your audience done it before, uh, the physician will test a basic uh, uh, blood test. Uh, it's called a complete blood count and uh, some uh, lipids and uh, uh, glucose and maybe a few other markers. And then basically it will tell you whether you are uh, normal or out of normal. Uh, if uh, in some of them you are out of normal, you might receive some drug in order to treat this issue. Uh, what InsaTracker is doing is, uh, first, we not only have normal or out of normal, we have also have something called optimal. So uh, we're trying to see whether uh, there is a way for you to become better, even if you are just in the normal. Again, because normal is boring and everyone wants to be optimal. Uh, 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 our body is our uh, uh, best machine that we have, and we really want to optimize it. And second, what we've done is, because of that, we develop an optimal zone based on your age and gender and ethnicity, uh, based on the data from a peer-reviewed scientific publication and a big database that we have, to try to find what is the optimal zone for each person. And then if you are out of the optimal zone, we'll give you a recommendation, again, of food, supplement, exercise, and lifestyle changes. What should you do in order to bring yourself into the optimal zone? Well, we'll see. The reason why I want to ask it that way is because if we go to our doctor now, like I, I shared on the podcast, I went to my annual checkup about five weeks ago and found out I was a little bit heavier than I thought I was. So weight, like scale, is one biomarker, correct? Like your actual weight. And then you look yeah. at cholesterol, your HDL, your high-density lipoprotein, your LDL, and those are pretty common markers. I mean, we're kind of used to getting that information from our doctor, but why is, why is having more biomarkers why is that helpful for us to be able to optimize our health? I mean, we, we talk about manipulating health and nutrition, but really I, I, I'm interested to find out like what kind of, if I do Insight Tracker, what other markers will I learn about and how do I use that data? Yeah, yeah so I think that it's a, it's a good question. And as I, I said before, uh, when you go to your physician, as you said, you, you receive lipids and there's some uh, maybe glucose and some uh, co complete blood count and maybe one or two more markers, but you not always receive markers such as vitamin D or vitamin B12 or some hormone like uh, testosterone and uh, cortisol, which is the stress hormone. Uh, you won't receive uh, uh, data about uh, uh, iron or you receive some, but not the data about most likely about hemoglobin and ferritin. Uh, you won't receive data about markers of uh, a muscle damage. So there are some uh, markers that you won't receive when you go to your physician. Uh, those markers allow us to see an holistic view of your body. Uh, the second difference is that even in the marker that you go to your physician and receive, uh, the, the physician will look and see whether you are normal or out of normal, but definitely not if you are optimal. And also the, uh, the breadth of the intervention that we, you will have are mainly drugs. And uh, a lot of times we say, oh, it's, it's not too bad. Let's uh, follow up in a few years when uh, it will become uh, worse. And what we are saying, you need to react even if it's the uh, issue is small, because then we can keep you into the optimal zone and then allow you again to live longer, better life. So I think that the difference is that uh, we are looking at uh, very small uh, changes. The physician is uh, waiting to see that it's going completely out of uh, uh, normal. 
And uh, also the kind of intervention uh, for the physician is mainly drugs. We are trying to use a natural intervention, especially food. And uh, I always like the, the say that let's move the drug cabinet from the bathroom to the refrigerator. There are 8,000 different food items that are available to us today. Uh, the average American in an average week uh, consume only 20 of those. And uh, if you will compare notes, uh, Pete, you and me, I will say that uh, most of the food that we eat are similar. We eat uh, chicken and we eat uh, dairy and, uh, I don't know, uh, uh, cucumber and uh, tomato. But there are a lot of other food that are available for us. So uh, what InstaTracker is doing is first exposing you to other food, but second, recommending to you the foods that are good for you. So in a way, we are uh, uh, developing for you your own personalized superfoods. And uh, then when you know that, you can start eating them more and hopefully optimize your health and performance in a way that is uh, natural and simple. And uh, hopefully, again, you won't uh, become sick uh, soon. Well, I think that's, I like the idea of that, that you want to move the, you want to get rid of the medicine cabinet and focus on nutrition. Because that's interesting to hear because so often the doctors will tell us that, hey, we need to go on this medication or we need to go on this medication. And that was one of the things that the doctor, when I first went to this, this, um, this, this healthcare, I changed my health insurance last year. And when I first went through, they had a hard time believing that I was 47 years old and not on any medication. They're like, you're not taking any medication. I'm like, no, I'm, I'm not. I, I, I'm relatively healthy. I mean, I'm, I'm sure there are other people my age range who are healthier, but I want to, this, this brings me to the question where I'm going with this is where do we get these normal, where do we get this normative data? If when you say that where, if the doctor's looking at me and saying I'm in the normal range, what, is, what exactly is that? And is that an accurate picture of what our health might be? Yeah, so the, it's, a, it's a very good question. And the normal range basically developed uh, on the population and actually each lab have has its own uh, normal range. So if you do it at Quest versus LabCorp, uh, the normal range might be a bit different. Uh, they are looking at the population that got tested on them, and based on a simple statistic, they are coming and saying that uh, uh, where the 75%, uh, sorry, 95% or so are uh, reside, and those are the normal. And the outlier of the 5% are out of the normal. Um, what uh, uh, it's important to, uh, to mention is that uh, that's not uh, necessarily said that uh, uh, it's good for you because uh, it doesn't distinguish between male and female, young or old, or athletic active or couch potato. So again, that's why we uh, said that uh, normal might be uh, not what you need and optimal is more important. And usually our optimal zone is much more concise than the normal range. Uh, and we fit it based on uh, data from the literature that say that, uh, for example, in someone uh, in your age, the glucose should be at this level in order for you to live to uh, a, a, as long as possible. Uh, and that's uh, different between male and female because there is a lot of data in the literature that show that uh, the glucose of male is a bit different than female. And in a, in a specific age, uh, a level of glucose uh, at a specific level is an indication that you live longer. So we, we are trying to uh, use all of that information to reflect it in the uh, optimal ranges and uh, allow people to know to have information and give them recommendation. What should you, they do in order to optimize their uh, biomarker level? And, and what I like about this is you're comparing 
I'm comparing myself to myself. I mean, that's what doing these type of tests allow us to do. And one of the reasons why I wanted to introduce you, Gil, to, to the audience was because up until recently, only elite level athletes and professional athletes or people with very high, high net worth profiles have had access to this type of type of information. But you guys are taking it and, and, and allowing people, average people to come in, test their blood and be able to measure that. How often do you recommend? So if I were if I were to start using Inside Tracker, how often should I have my blood tested, and how will that help me manage manage my health? Yeah, so it's uh, depend on uh, uh, what are your needs and uh, uh, what is your uh, appetite uh, uh, to do that and uh, how uh, active you are. So we know that uh, some of our professional athletes are doing it four times a year. Uh, I'm doing it four times a year, for example. Um, and uh, we know that some of our customers are doing it only once a year or every other year. Um, and the more often that you are doing it, we can uh, 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 first uh, establish a baseline, but also see a small difference. And uh, uh, basically your uh, graph will be more uh, accurate because uh, if you do it every 10 years, it's very hard to understand what happened between uh, year one and year 10. Um, so, so the more the merrier, but we understand that people cannot do blood tests every day. So I would say between every quarter to every year or so, it's a, a, it's a good uh, cadence to do it. Um, we, uh, we, we see that uh, uh, people that are doing it more often uh, have a better result in their uh, uh, blood markers. So for example, they're maintaining better their uh, glucose or their uh, LDL or uh, their inflammation because they see uh, the response and then they can adjust the intervention and continue to maintain it. So the more often that you are testing, you have a better chance to maintain your uh, uh, biomarker level uh, in the right level. And, and see, that's, just, that's helpful to know because I think the most important when you do this type of test or any type of test is you want to see if your intervention has an effect. Like yeah. if I'm doing strength testing with a client, I have to retest them to see if the workout program that we did, that we went on or went through had the desired effect to get the outcome. Now I want to kind of take a little step back here to talk a little bit about about research and and the, and the data because I have a lot of I have a lot of uh, people at your level with PhDs and doc and MDs on the podcast, and I'm always very specific in understanding that you can't speak to everybody because you have to speak to what the data shows. You have to speak to yeah. what the research shows based based on the evidence. So what is it, Gil, if, if I can ask, what do we learn from research? If we, if we have a study and we're looking at, at a specific outcome, what does research tell us? And then the second part that I'm going to ask is, what does research miss? Like, what, where are the missing holes or where are the gaps in, in a piece of research that we should kind of take everything with a little bit of a, I guess, grain of salt, for lack of a better phrase? Yeah. So, so I think that uh, each research done on a specific population and uh, sometimes the population is the specific age of people, sometimes it's specific gender, sometimes it's specific ethnicity and so on. So I think that we need to be, be very careful and not to imply something that is not relevant for a different population. Uh, I can give an example. Uh, a lot of the data in the literature is related to people that have issue, a health issue. For example, high glucose. So data from diabetic, uh, most likely, or let's say, I'm not sure that it will be reflected to someone that is not diabetic. 
So what we are doing is that we are trying to understand what is the demographic information of the population. And based on that, to apply the recommendation to someone that looks like this demographic. In my example, if there is a specific supplement that works well for diabetic population, we'll recommend it for someone that is a, a, have high glucose, but we won't recommend it to someone that doesn't have a high glucose. Now, what are the holes? That's a very good question. There are a lot of holes today in the research. Uh, one of them is a gender. So it's much easier to do research on, on males than females. So a lot of time, uh, uh, the data is much richer for males than the females. Um, there is also the uh, ethnicity. A lot of the research is done on Caucasian or white American and much less on uh, uh, other uh, ethnicity. So I'm not sure that uh, uh, data from uh, white American will uh, imply uh, directly for uh, other uh, ethnicity. So there are definitely a lot of holes and we are trying to fill those holes uh, by data that we are uh, uh, creating in InstaTracker. We have a database of uh, a lot of users and we can uh, basically use that in order to fill some of the holes that uh, uh, you can find uh, that, not find, but uh, that uh, uh, the peer review scientific uh, research is missing. Well, I think that's interesting. I hadn't thought about that with the different ethnicities. Because again, I, I usually, when I read research, I'm looking at like strength, power, athletic mm -hmm. interventions, right? Of, of That's pretty measurable either with a scale or with a stopwatch. Whereas you're looking at different, the studies you read are much different, looking at genetic markers, and looking at different at different biomarkers. And what I'm going to with that is, is inside tractor, I was reading through the research that you have published on your website. You did a longitudinal analysis of what, a little bit more than a thousand individuals. And, and what was what did you do with that study? And what did that what outcomes or what did you observe with the outcomes of that study? Yeah, it's a, it's a good question. So we uh, we we took a, a, a subset of our database, and as you said, it's a bit more than a thousand uh, subjects. And basically, we research them and try to understand, first, what is the population? So how many males, how many females, and so on. And also, try to understand what kind of intervention they selected, because it's a free-range human. It's not like, a, it's not a study that we can say, hey, Pete, you need to eat that and that and that, and you need to start with tests today, and 90 days later, do another test. Basically, we used our database and try, and try to see what can we find. So it was a free range uh, human. And we looked at the, uh, uh, the first question was, what kind of intervention they selected? Because when you select an intervention, we know that. And we found that uh, uh, these 1,000 people selected 525 different interventions. So basically, if you think about it, it's uh, really personalized because you have 1,000 people and the uh, uh, on average, only uh, two interventions were selected in, uh, by the same people. Definitely, it's not the case because there are some interventions that were selected by uh, much more people. For example, vitamin D supplementation was selected by, by much more of them. Then what we done, we look at that uh, 1,000 uh, people cohort and said, what are, uh, who, uh, which of them started with high cholesterol or which of them started with uh, low vitamin D? or which of them started with inflammation. And we look at that, that subset and said, okay, they started with high cholesterol. What happened when they done the follow-up test? Okay. And what we have seen 
that uh, in this subpopulation that started with either high cholesterol or high uh, LDL or high uh, uh, glucose or low vitamin D, we have seen that uh, a nice improvement in the level of the biomarker from baseline to follow-up. Meaning that uh, we, as I said before, they selected a lot of different intervention, but when they, you combine those people together, doesn't matter which intervention they selected, we have seen a nice improvement in their blood biomarker which suggests, again, it's a correlation, so I cannot say that it's 100% true, but suggests that a, a, a personalized approach is working. And when a, a someone that have an issue with a specific marker a, and we fit to him a specific intervention, he can improve this blood biomarker. And see, I, I love this. And one of the things I think is really unique about, about the team you have at Inside Tracker is I've read uh, Dr. Sinclair's book on aging and on, on his, his hypothesis of aging as a disease. How can this information be used? Because I think a lot of my listeners are about our age range. Um, and we're all, one of the things I really try to cover on this, on this podcast, doctor, is how to use exercise and lifestyle habits to slow down the effects of the aging process. So if you could a little bit, how does getting this information, how does knowing, level, how does knowing about your levels of whether it's cholesterol or vitamin D or vitamin B12, how can that help us really to learn more about our bodies and the effects that aging has on our bodies? Yeah, it's, again, it's a great question. And actually my lifetime goal is to allow people to live longer, better life, and not only increase the lifespan, but also increase the health span. And the difference between lifespan and health span, lifespan is the what is the age that you died at? Uh, health span means what is the age that you are starting to be connected to a lot of tube and lying on the bed and not moving. And I, I want to uh, stress that I, I, I would love to die at the moment that I will be uh, connected to a lot of uh, tubes and lying on the bed. So our goal is to increase your health span, not only the lifespan. Um, now, uh, what you mentioned about uh, uh, Dr. Sinclair, David Sinclair is a good friend of us. Uh, actually, I started the a podcast called Longevity by Design that we interviewed David Sinclair a week ago and we discussed that. And actually, coincidentally, today we recorded another episode with one of the leader of, a leader of muscle and the effect of muscle in, in aging. Um, and... I think that there is a lot to do about a, a, a longevity and there is a lot to do when you are young. Um, and if you optimize the biomarkers, uh, biomarker like uh, glucose, for example, is so important for longevity. We've seen that uh, data that show that uh, uh, people that started with a high blood glucose, not started, but have a high, relatively high blood glucose in a relatively young age, like your age, have a, a, a better chance to live shorter than someone that uh, at the same age have a lower blood glucose. So maintaining the blood glucose is uh, uh, very important to live longer. The same with uh, a marker such as uh, a HSCRP or marker of inflammation. Lower inflammation, better uh, longevity in the future. The same with uh, definitely with LDL. So there, there is a lot of correlation between the level of blood biomarker in relatively young age and the longevity and also the health span of, a, a, of, a, um, of a, that person. Um, in, in addition to that, I want to say that a, a, 
based on the podcast that we recorded today, uh, there is a lot of uh, correlation again about the muscle mass, uh, as uh, uh, you discussed, and the longevity. So people that have uh, less muscle mass in the uh, older age, they have a better chance to, uh, for uh, morbidity and mortality. Uh, they have a, a better chance to fall and a, best, a better uh, and a, a worse outcome when they fall. So there, there is a definitely maintaining of a muscle tone and, a, 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 and, a, and taking care of the body have a lot of correlation with longevity and quality of life. Well, I didn't realize that you're doing that podcast and I'm going to have to, I'm going to send you a copy of my book that's coming out in about two weeks. Okay. It's called age. It's called ageless intensity. And what I did was I went and I, the, the irony is Dr. Blander, I signed that contract right before everything got shut down for COVID. I wrote my first book in, in airplanes and uh, in hotel rooms as I was traveling around doing a lot of work. Um, and, but I was able to work last year and work from home. But what I wanted to do with ageless intensity is to go through the research of how strength training and power training benefits the body during the aging process. Yeah. And, and you talk about glucose. One of the things I realized is, is that even if you're active in your 60s and 70s and you walk and maybe you do some water aerobics, if you're doing relatively light exercise, you're not using the type 2 muscle fibers responsible for glycogen metabolism, for yeah. glucose metabolism. Because we know that at lower intensity, you're using primarily type 1 fibers, yeah. and type 1 fibers will, will metabolize primarily free fatty acids. Well, they metabolize free fatty acids. It's the type 2 muscle fibers, which metabolize glycogen, either with or without oxygen, for energy. And that was one of the things that kind of was a light bulb in my head, saying, okay, well, as we age, we need to keep the body working hard. We need to stress the body with strength yeah. training and stress the body with high-intensity interval training. What have you seen from, you're looking at it from a molecular point of view or from a, a different point of view. Have you noticed, have you had the same observations about the need to train, to the need to exercise more challenging or more vigorously as we age? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And uh, I think that the, the example that you gave about the, the glucose, uh, uh, basically when, if you have a high glucose, uh, and the, the muscle are not uh, 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 capitalizing on that, that can uh, uh, make a lot of uh, uh, problem to the body. And uh, uh, also another very important uh, uh, factor or biomarker is uh, testosterone. With age, we are losing testosterone and the testosterone is an anabolic uh, uh, hormone that allows us to build muscle. Um, so older population have less uh, uh, testosterone because that they are building less muscle. Uh, so one recommendation that will uh, can give to your audience is uh, when you get older, you need to try to increase the amount of uh, protein in your diet, uh, um, especially essential uh, amino acid, uh, because uh, that will uh, allow you to build muscle and maintain it. But definitely, you won't build it if you want to exercise. So you need to. Uh, to try to exercise more, and the uh, aerobic is not enough. You need to do some, also some uh, strength and exercise. So it's definitely uh, a very important uh, uh, fact that uh, uh, older people should continue to exercise. And it's not like you are older; you just need to sit on the uh, on the on the chair and uh, don't move. No, you need to continue to exercise. It's even more important for you to exercise. 
Well, that's exactly right. But that, that's what I realized, Dr. Blander, is I do a lot of work. My primary client is Nautilus. I work with Nautilus and Stairmaster. And before that, I work, I, and I still work with a couple of the personal trainer certifications. So I'm reading the literature quite often. And what I realized is that people that are right now in their 50s to their early 70s, this is the first generation of adults that have been exercising throughout their lifespan. Yeah, Because when you look at, and I love the fact that you talk about lifespan and health span, and I, I didn't let you know, but I, do you know Dr. Lazarus, Norman Lazarus out of the UK? No, I don't. Doctor, okay, because Dr. Lazarus, I had Dr. Lazarus on talking about the difference between health span and lifespan, and he did a great job of breaking it down. But, but when you look at the generation between people who are aged about 50 and 70, these are the first generation of adults who've been exercising throughout their entire lifespan. And, yeah. and to go back, the reason why I asked you a little bit earlier about the research is we don't have data yet. When we look at most of the studies of exercise interventions for people in their 60s and 70s are done on people who don't exercise. We yeah. don't have a lot of information on those of us who, who pay attention to our health and fitness, which is why I think your service is so valuable because the data out there, if I'm just going to my doctor and my doctor is saying, well, yes, you're in your norms, that's one way, if, I, if I'm relatively fit, and I'm 55, 60 years old, that's relatively irrelevant. Yeah. So what yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm compared to what, 60-year-old deconditioned guys? I want to know, I exercise five or six days a week. Yeah, exactly. I want to know how, so what have you seen? I mean, I, I just want to, if, if you could talk a little bit about that, how, how your work helps people really manage their health, yeah. especially as they get into their 50s and 60s. Because that's where I really think that having something like Inside Tracker is critical is for people who are active and fit in their 50s and 60s you're getting relevant data for what your body is doing on a day-to-day -day basis. Yes, yeah, so definitely our data set is uh, unique because we have, uh, it's a, a gear for a healthy population and we have a, a data of more healthy population. If you look at the scientific literature, the majority of the data is, uh, as you said, from a, a sick population. So we can see, uh, I can give you an example. We, as I said, we started to connect to Activity Tracker. We have, uh, we are connected to Fitbit and the uh, um, Garmin and the, uh, now we are uh, working on Apple Watch. And we we'll, uh, looked at the data that, uh, for example, Fitbit have uh, from one of the publication. And we look at the data of our uh, population and you can see that uh, the resting heart rate of our population is uh, much and significantly lower than uh, uh, what you see in the, what uh, Fitbit is showing. So it's definitely, uh, our data is uh, much more healthier. And then uh, when you want to compare and see how do you look like, it's, it's much harder to be better than our population because our population is a population, but then it's, uh, it's the real representation, as you said, to someone in this 50 or 60 that is uh, active and exercising and uh, and not someone that is in the nursery room in, uh, at the age of 60. So yeah, I think that it's uh, more challenging, it's harder, and, uh, but, but it's uh, uh, more reflecting of uh, the people, as you said, that uh, exercise all their life and uh, eating uh, uh, carefully and uh, taking care of themselves. And that's exactly it, because I want, I want listeners, the listeners to the podcast are people who take their health and fitness seriously. And yeah. I want them to, to, to get the best, I want them to have the best resources available to them so that not only they're exercising regularly, not only they 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 reading stuff that's going to help them do that, but they can get the data, they can they can use inside tracker to say, these are my exact biomarkers of what's relevant for me. And I love yeah. what you mentioned about testosterone because that's one of the things I write about quite a bit 
is the fact that we can manipulate testosterone and, and growth hormone through exercise. I mean, you have exercise and nutrition. And um, anyway, I just did a, a three-part article. I got the last article coming out. Um, I did a three-part series for the American Council on Exercise where I looked at testosterone, I looked at the metabolic hormones, and then I, I finished up with growth hormone and IGF-1 to talk about how we can manipulate that through exercise. And again, being able to track that information that with, with your, your, your blood test, I think it's critical for anybody. Yeah. It's kind of like if you, have, if you buy a performance car, Dr. Blander, you're not going to go and put the, the, the if you're not going to drop, drop the money on a 911 Carrera and then go put the cheap gas in it, are you? Exactly. No, I, <laughs> I won't. And it's, yeah, I, I love your analogy. <laughs> and then to finish up, to wrap up here, I'm interested, how has using, if you, if you test quarterly, what have you changed? Like, how have you changed? Because every person, Dr. Schoenfeld talked about this when, we, when I interviewed him a few months ago, but every person is basically a study of one. Right. Yeah. We can take the data, but basically every individual is a study of one about what, what changes your body makes. Yeah. How have you used the data that you've been monitoring through Inside Tracker to change your health over, over, the, over the past number of years? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, uh, I, I done a lot. First, I, uh, every time I'm uh, doing some adjustments. So I'm trying to do as much as I can with nutrition, uh, but uh, also definitely exercise and lifestyle. And whenever needed, I'm also trying some supplements. So uh, when I started InstaTracker, I, I saw that supplements are evil and you should never use them. But sometimes you need to take supplements, especially vitamin D, something that's very hard to get. And sometimes, uh, uh, especially with the metabolic-related marker, it's very hard to uh, modulate them just by food. So I'm, uh, for example, right now, my glucose started to go up. So I'm uh, using CoQ10 for try to decrease it. Um, for my sleep, I'm using a uh, magnesium supplementation. I'm taking vitamin D because uh, I live in Boston, as you said, and uh, I'm not uh, receiving enough uh, uh, sun. Uh, but also, uh, I'm using uh, exercise. So I, uh, I've seen that uh, yoga can help me to uh, uh, um, uh, manage my uh, uh, glucose. And uh, I'm trying to do uh, both a strength and endurance. So I'm a, I really like cycling, so I'm doing cycling outside, but I'm also lifting some weight. So uh, sometimes uh, InstaTracker recommend to me to do high intensity interval training, so I'm doing that. So it's depending every time my recommendation are changing a, a bit. I'm receiving a specific uh, uh, food that is my, uh, let's say, superfood at the, that time, and it changed based on the biomarker that are not optimized. Sometimes my inflammation going up, so I'm receiving a different uh, food or different uh, um, uh, supplement. So, so what I'm trying to say, it's really personalized. And because we have 8,000 different food items, and currently in our database, we have around 50 different supplements. And we have a, a few different kinds of uh, exercise recommendation. All of that come together, and I'm, uh, uh, I'm trying to weigh, weigh it up and uh, 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 extract from that the best recommendation for me. Now, I guess, and this is the most important question, have you seen your, your biological age go down? Like, as yeah. you've been tracking this, have you seen that Have you seen that number change of taking all these biomarkers and you can say, wow, I'm seeing that my, my biological age is lowering? Yeah, so, so uh, yeah, I'm testing my biological age, I would say, from when we started in 2015, so it's already six years. And when I started, it was higher. And it's uh, uh, going down, the trend going down, but still, I have sometimes a jump that it's going up. Uh, so uh, I see it as a, 
a struggle, a, life, a, a lifetime struggle, and I will go back to your uh, car analogy, and uh, I see in such tracker as very similar to routine maintenance of the car. So every 5,000 miles, you take it to the technician, you plug a computer, the computer telling the technician what to replace, the car good, then the technician do that, and the car is good for another 5,000 miles. The same with us. But today we cannot plug a computer into our brain. So we are plugging a, a needle into your vein, taking blood, liquid gold, based on that, know what is not okay with your body. Uh, intervention is a food supplement, exercise lifestyle, but you need to do it again and again. And our machine is so complex that uh, suddenly sometimes something new can come or some, sometimes uh, the same thing is uh, continue to crippling and then you adjust it. And hopefully, if we continue to do it, similar to the car, if we continue to do the maintenance every 5,000 miles, uh, hopefully you can live longer, better life. So that's uh, the mantra for Insta Tracker. Well, it's funny. That's, that's the analogy I make quite often, uh, Dr. Blander, is that for people that don't exercise, people that don't pay attention to their nutrition, that's like leaving your car in the backyard. And what yeah. happens if you leave the car in the yard? It just rusts and deteriorates and falls apart. Whereas exactly. if you have a nice car and you drive it and you maintain it every few thousand miles and you get the new tires and new brakes when you're supposed to, that car can last for 30, 40, 50, however many years you want to keep yeah. it. And, and I think that's just getting the data points. Where can people get information about Inside Tracker? Obviously, you have a website and information available, but where can people get information about it and how can they use Inside Tracker? Can they use it with, if they're working with a health coach or they're working with a nutritionist, are they able to use Inside Tracker with those professionals? Yeah, so first, as you said, they can come to insulttracker.com and uh, find all the information. And we started a, a, a few months ago a, a plan that's called Insult Tracker Pro. So a health coach, a nutritionist, coaches uh, can work together with Insult Tracker. Uh, and the, the advantage for the health coach is that they, they have some educational information. Uh, they can uh, uh, work with our uh, nutritionists and exercise physiologists and they can support them. But also they can have a coach dashboard that basically all their client can be on this dashboard and they can look at the result and they adjust it and uh, discuss it with their uh, clients. Uh, that's something that is very popular and we have a lot of traction from health coaches that using it because it's giving them a lot of tool and uh, uh, as you said before, even the fact that they can order blood tests is not easy to do it for, a, let's say, a, a coach or nutritionist, and we are having an automated and easy way for them to do that. Um, so that's basically it. It's pretty easy, and we love to work with every else coach because we, our mantra and our vision is to help people to live longer, better life. And we understand that some of uh, our customers are not let's say, sophisticated enough or uh, educated enough to understand what we are saying just by uh, looking at our uh, uh, website or app. They need a, a human being to coach them. And we think that health coaches are a, a, a great vehicle to help them to understand and give them uh, the value that they need. Well, the coaches just give the coaches just give that little accountability, right? They can come in and hold, hold you accountable. Hey, yeah. your, your inside tracker results said this. Are you adding more yeah, exercise? Exactly. Are you eating better? I mean, that's yeah. why I think it, it really ties in. And I firmly believe, Dr. Blander, that, that in the future, in the next three to five years, with the with the prevalence of, of of fitness trackers and like the Apple Watch and all the data that we're getting, that this these type of tests that that services like Inside Tracker are going to become relatively standard, so that when you join a certain health club. 
not only are you going to get the, the fitness assessment, but you're also going to be given that kind of kit, whether it's inside yeah. track or another service to say, Hey, here, understand what's really going on in your body. So you can get the best results from the gym. Cause a lot of people, I mean, if you just go to the gym and go through the motions without understanding how it affects your body, you're not going to get the optimal results you want. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. It's a, it's a great point. All right. Well, doctor, thank you for your time. I really appreciate it. And I look forward to staying in touch and uh, possibly having you back on in the future to talk about how Inside Tracker is helping people really to optimize their health. Thank you so much, Pete. Appreciate it. Technology, to me, technology is amazing. It allows you to measure what's going on inside your body. And think about it. You know how much weight you're lifting. You know how far you're running. Do you really understand what exercise and what nutrition is, how, that, how that's affecting your body? That's why I wanted to run this interview with, with Dr. Blander. I wanted you to understand the benefits of Inside Tracker. Now, I've also, I, I ran an interview with a, with a company called Viome about just about a year ago, and Viome measures your gut biome, measures how your gut is performing. Inside Tracker will determine your, your performance, your internal performance from your blood. The thing is, top athletes, Top professional athletes are using data and metrics like this so they can achieve their highest level of performance on the field. And this is now accessible. These tests are not that expensive. If you buy organic food, if you take the time, if you make exercise a priority, if you have exercise equipment, and if you pay for personal trainers, then a fee for a service like Inside Tracker or any other company that does biomarker testing is well worth its weight in gold. It's well worth the expense because you learn about how your body is functioning. That's exactly why I wanted to run this interview. Again, I, I don't want it to sound like an infomercial for the service. I really don't. But the reason why I have these interviews sometimes is to let you know that you have access to this information. That if you're a fitness enthusiast, if you're of a certain age, and you want to really just dial in and determine how effective your workouts are, you can do that. And that's what a company like Inside Tracker allows you to do. So thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. If you want to learn how exercise can slow down the aging process, Aegis Intensity, High Intensity Workouts to Slow Down Aging is out now. You can also buy my previous book, Smarter Workouts, The Science of Exercise Made Simple, or just keep tuning in to All About Fitness. I'm releasing about three or four interviews a month, and my goal is to help you learn how to use exercise to enhance your quality of life. And a big component of that is learning how to use exercise to slow down and manage the aging process. If you want to stay in touch, go to PeteMcCallFitness.com. At PeteMcCallFitness.com, you can sign up for my email list. I'll send you a free chapter from Smarter Workouts along with a workout that you can do. It's a bodyweight workout, so you can do this workout anywhere you take your body. That's at PeteMcCallFitness.com. You can follow my Instagram feed, All About Fitness Podcast. You can follow the YouTube feed, All About Fitness Podcast on YouTube. Love having you check in with me. If you find that these things are helping you, if you find that All About Fitness is helping you, please shoot me an email, pete at petemccallfitness.com. I certainly appreciate hearing from you, and I really appreciate hearing how this podcast is helping influence positive outcomes in your life. And with that, as always, thank you for tuning in, and I do look forward to having you join me for future episodes of All About Fitness.